Welcome, 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 people of Earth, to the Dumb Dudes Podcast, also known as the Trailer Blazures. Trailer Blazures. You get two podcast names for the price of one. You do. Only one can go on the the CD cover, though, and that's going to be the Trailer Blazers. You know, folks, I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Ben Moon, uh, not a doctor, not yet, probably not ever, but uh, I'm one half. Yes, he is Ben Moon, and uh, his birthday was yesterday, and I am Nick Kelly, and my birthday is tomorrow, and one of us only tells the truth, and the other one only lies. (laughs) Which one will it be? You decide. So, I don't, uh, I wasn't going to say anything, Nick, but you said it. Uh, I don't like... It's weird to me, people that br- that bring up their own birthday. In my mind, and I know people, don't, not everybody thinks like this, but in my mind, it's always like, hey, you need to celebrate me. I'm God's gift to mankind, and today's my day. That is why I brought it up. I do feel that. Uh, you should be celebrating me. You should be paying homage. You should be offering up gifts and praise and, frankly, subjugating yourself before my power. Uh, so Nick is now Black Bolt. That's right. Only I, I talk more than him. That, that is true. You are able to talk. I bring it up because it is slightly strange that ours are so close together. It, it is slightly strange, but these, these June babies, they're going to give you a show. I mean, we're going to at least try. It might be mediocre, Nick. I think we got some interesting stuff to talk about here. We do, and even if we are mediocre, at least we come to you with regularity. Like... <laughs> Like, like fiber. <laughs> Speaking of uh, regularity and mediocre, mediocrity, what did you watch this week? It's my birthday! What we done had watched. <laughs> so I watched uh, Mosquito Coast again. Uh, still don't like any of the characters. Why am I still watching this? I don't know. It's just on. So I'm watching it. I uh, started watching Avengers, the first Avengers movie. Not, not the one with Uma Thurman. How now, brown cow? No, no, not that one. Not that one. Never that Actually, one. Actually, no, Mar- never that one. Marvel's Avengers, we, but she got tired and we had to cut it off like, you know, 30 minutes in. So I do want to, but I was like, I, I want to continue watching this. This is great. <laughs> yeah, that, that movie is pure good. That's just a perfect little Avenger movie. Yeah, I hadn't seen it, gosh, in, I don't know how many years, but uh, I was I was enjoying myself, I got to say. Tis a good one. That's all I watched. What did you watch? I watched a lot of stuff. So as we discussed before, I was uh, visiting Jay and Wendy, a friend of the show, and I was over there in Indianapolis, and uh, we watched a lot of stuff and played some video games. I'll actually have things to talk about there. Oh, cool. But first we watched Willy's Wonderland, which is the Nicolas Cage movie where he basically is in Five Nights at Freddy's fighting the animatronic (laughs) Chuck E. Cheese creatures. I'm very interested to hear about this. Alright, so this movie was, you know, as as expected, it's a B-movie. It's really cheesy, it's it's stupid, but it was really fun. Like, I really enjoyed watching this movie, so I had a, a good time. Ah. Yeah, it was it was dumb, but it wasn't gross, you know? I thought uh, this okay. could have been gross. It wasn't. I thought it was going to be gross. Yeah, it wasn't. It was, a, like, every once in a while, someone would get murdered in a in a goopy way but it was all it was it was like never over the top in a way that was gross it was funny so i really liked it nicholas cage was completely different than he normally is uh so if you ever if you ever get a chance to watch this i don't want to say why uh because his his nicholas caginess was the best part of the movie obviously and then I, we watched Zombieland Double Tap, which is the sequel to Zombieland, which I had not seen oh, yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed this as well. It's not as good as the first one, but okay. it was still, it was good, and it was worth watching. And uh, there was some pretty funny stuff in it that I won't say because it's spoilers. And uh, we watched this YouTube series called Wizards of Oz, but it's AUS, so it's like Australia. And it's like this, like fantasy realm crosses over with australia and like people are moving to australia from the fantasy realm and it's sort of just like them trying to adjust that was pretty funny 
so, so it's a YouTube series, so not all of it was great. Some of it dragged on or wasn't that funny. But but when it was funny, it was funny. We watched a movie from 1984 called The Ice Pirates, that was like Mr. Science Theater level bad. So that was, I enjoyed that because I like watching bad movies. It had Ron Perlman in it, and he was like so young. And Angelica Houston, don't forget. Uh, that was that was that was fun. It was bad. And then uh, we watched Guns Akimbo, the Harry Potter movie with yes. guns on his hand. And I gotta say, I was expecting this to be terrible. Nope, I loved it. It was great. It was no way. It was really good. I mean, he's not my favorite actor. Uh, I don't really. I'm not a Daniel Radcliffe fan. But he did. He did fine. He he did a, a American accent pretty well, which I think really? sometimes what I don't like is his British voice sounds kind of weird to me. But his American voice is fine. Also, Samara Weaving, uh, Hugo Weaving's daughter, is is in this movie as well. She is his niece, not his daughter. And she is gonna be in things for a while. Really? She's really cool. She's really funny. Uh, she was a good. She was good at the action, but she was also really funny and weird. She played a really weird character, and this is a really, really weird movie. But it's funny and it's uh, very style stylized. Uh, it was just good. It was a good action movie, and I did not see that coming from Saban and Harry Potter. No, but you you sort of piqued my interest here. I might maybe I'll check this out. What did you watch it on? I, it's on Amazon. Oh, okay. So I can't. <laughs> I can't watch it. Well, I'm sure you can the same way you watched without remorse. <laughs> well, yeah, I just go over to somebody's house. Yep. Yeah. Or I'll I'll hook you up or something. But yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. I didn't expect didn't expect it to be good, but it was. And also, it was weird. This is going to tie into the the new news, so I might as well just jump straight into the new news. Smart news from dumb dudes. Alright, so I'm going to jump ahead to number two here because it ties into what I was just talking about. So, there's a rumor going around, this is just speculation, straight up speculation, that the the Captain America 4 villain against Anthony Mackie is going to be Sin, who is the daughter of the Red Skull. And when I was watching Guns Akimbo, before I had even heard this rumor, I was thinking, you know what, though, is they need to get Samara Weaving... And have her be Sin in the MCU. Because she is the Red Skull's daughter. Close enough. Oh, yeah. Be awesome. It's And she'd be oh, good yeah. at it. It it just it would work perfectly. So I hope that's true. And I hope that someone there realizes that or thinks of that. You know, you know it's got to come up, right? Like, they have to think about it, having her be in Sh- it. Surely she would at least come up in the conversation. That's what I'm I'm saying. I just want someone to think about it because after watching Guns Akimbo, she can do a crazy villain. So I really think she should. Would you say she's got the chops? I think she's she's definitely got the chops. She is she's in that uh that sort of Australian tall blonde woman club of Nicole Kidman, Margot Robbie and uh Rachel Taylor and all those people that look identical. But uh, she's she's really funny. She's good at action. I just really want her to do that. So that's that's the first piece of news is that that rumor is floating around. Nice. The uh, the other piece of the well the original first piece of news here is that Donnie Yen is gonna join John Wick Four. Yeah. So John Wick keeps getting better and better. It's one of the only uh, actions like franchises where the sequels are progressively better, and. Uh, Adding Donnie Yen certainly makes me think that the next one is going to continue that trend because he's one of the greatest of all time. You can see Donnie Yen in Rogue One as Chirrut Imwe or in Ip Man. In that series, he's Ip Man. So he's great. He's in uh, the live-action Mulan, I believe. He was the general in that. and Yeah. You've seen him. He's great. Yeah, he's, he's great. Um this news, just the news that John Wick 4 is happening, is very very much a Berenstain Bears universe thing, much like Fast and Furious 9 coming out. Uh, this stuff does it. This never went past John Wick 1 in the Berenstain Bears universe, I don't think. Well, John Wick has a really good world-building aspect to it, where it has the, the Continental and all that, so it makes sense to keep expanding it. 
I mean, it's just perfect action. You know, it's like a perfect stunt showcase. <laughs> John Wick Three is the best stunt showcase action movie I've ever seen in my life. Like the I've never seen it. Then you haven't seen the best stunt showcase because there's this part, there's this long shot in a hallway where they're fighting with axes, and I I can't. I've seen how they did it on Corridor Digital, and I can't believe they did it. You know, it's that good of an action scene. So I love John wow. Wick. Um, <laughs> another another little rumor, uh, uh, one confirmed thing, and one rumor from the She Hulk series. So okay. Mark Ruffalo was posted as a selfie a selfie in his um, mocap suit. So yep. he will be. He has to be in there because that's yep. how she gets her powers from a blood transfusion from him. Uh, that's how she becomes She-Hulk, and she's his cousin. But so that we already knew it was coming. But he posted a picture with uh, one of the other actresses, and he had his mocap stuff on. And then there's a rumor that Tatiana Maslany, who you will know from The Good Place as uh, no, I said Tatiana Maslany, she is She-Hulk. There's a rumor that Jamila Jamil from The Good Place is going to be playing the villain in She-Hulk, uh, <laughs> whose name is Titania. And you can see why I confused that with Tatiana Maslany. Yes, uh, the notes confused me a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I meant Jamila Jamil playing Titania. So, yeah. Uh, so our friend Steph was actually not happy about this news. Um, I don't think she likes the Professor Hulk stuff, which is probably what this is going to be, right? Yeah, I imagine he's in that forever. She likes Mark Ruffalo and she wants to see his face. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, okay, cool. So, I mean, is, uh, I guess he's going to look the same as in, uh, the, uh, end game. I would assume so. I wonder yeah. how, how his arm is doing. Cause his arm wasn't doing so good at the end there. Yeah. They should give him a red arm like Star Wars. Oh yeah. <laughs> and a silver leg. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so then uh, we have another piece of news here. The Jupiter's oh Jupiter's Legacy got canceled, and they're turning it into an anthology series set in the same universe. Uh, how do you feel about this? You haven't seen it yet, right? I haven't seen it, and I don't intend to. So it really yeah. doesn't affect me very much. If you have a series and and you switch into an anthology series set in the same universe, because this is going to be the second season is going to be about the bad guys or something. I imagine you would maybe want your original cast for some light uh, cameo stuff or like interconnection, but wouldn't you feel slighted if you were in the cast of season one, if you just get canned for them changing the trajectory of the show? I don't know. Ask, uh, Ask the old Walmarts before they had Walmart Supercenter. You know, did they get did they get mad when they made it Walmart Supercenter and they went from great value limited line of products to great value lots of products? Well, I I don't think that's the same as Josh Duhamel having a steady paycheck to suddenly being reserved for a cameo in one episode. Okay, so the he plays the 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 main guy, right? Uh, the, yeah, I think so. The lead, the old the old lead guy, right? Yes. His wife in the show is she played in uh, uh, Iron Man. She was a reporter in Iron Man. Oh, okay, yeah, she was in. Uh, I know her name most of the time. <laughs> she's she's Ricky Bobby's wife in Talladega Nights as well. Chris, so Christine uh, Everhart is is the reporter's name in Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. They have done stuff together before. Those two actors have been like love interest in other movies and stuff. Leslie Bibb. Weird. Leslie Bibb. I got it. You got it. He did it. Folks. I didn't look uh, it up. Uh, and, and you win a new car. All right. In your mind. Oh, oh beans. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't care about this either. I mean, I'm on like the last episode of the show, and I'm just, it's just, it's great values powers. So yeah. I, I just don't care. Yeah. So, oh, well. Uh, we do have some good news about a show that we do like, which is they finally announced that what we do in the shadows. Season 3 is going to premiere September 2nd, so that has a release date. And also they set a release date for Why the Last Man in September, which is a graphic novel that has been in development to be made into a series off and on for the past 10-15 years. So this is sort of a thing where I, even if there's a trailer, I won't believe it until my own 
two human eyeballs are watching the show that it exists. Hmm. The uh, we'll actually have a connection to what we do in the shadows later. One of the trailers we have one of the actors from the TV series uh, that that appears in a in a movie. Yes, and we will be excited to see him. Uh, we we will indeed. Last piece. Of, oh no, we have more than one piece. Of, uh, two pieces left. Two pe- two Reese's pieces here. The okay, so black cat is back in development question mark yeah so in the amazing spider-man 2 felicity jones from rogue one was playing felicia hardy in like the background of that movie with plans to spin off a black cat movie and then work it back into the spider-man franchise or whatever so now that they're doing the new spider-verse stuff and they're gonna have more spider-verse stuff going on after spider-man 3 and like the mcu crossover happens they want to redevelop uh black cat with a movie and black cat's one of my favorite spider-man characters oh she's great she's great so even if it's like sony this might be the only way to get it at this point i'm i'm excited about it i love black cat and i i like felicity jones so if they bring her in that's cool with me too you know, Catwoman gets a lot of attention in DC Comics, but I, I like Black Cat so much better. Me too. I'm all, I'm all Marvel all the way for everything, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, well, I, yeah, I don't have much faith in Sony doing it, but, you know, maybe if it's, it could just at least be touched by Marvel Studios, you know? I think uh, some stuff's going to be a little more interconnected after spider-man 3 but we'll have to see because we don't know we were supposed to get a trailer for that this week based on all the information and the rumors that were out there and it never materialized so i guess that wasn't true i saw a bunch of people on social media posting links to the trailer for it which obviously was a fake trailer and i did i knew it was fake and i didn't click on it because i was like this is clickbait it's probably going to go to rickroll or something but i don't know what it took I don't know what that link was taking people to. Yeah, I refused to click it. I saw those as well, and I wouldn't do it. I was like, no. I, I checked the official Marvel YouTube to look for trailers. Yeah, yeah. We're too smart for that. We're wicked smart. Uh, this last piece of news, I feel like you should read this last piece of news. Okay, so this actually, I started to be really excited, and then I became extremely angry. So. Oh, no. Yeah, they're making... Okay, in development is a Master and Commander. Prequel. And Russell Crowe and Paul Bettany are not expected to return because it is supposed to be about younger versions, which means that, yet again, Hollywood has missed completely the point of why people want more of it. And it's because of Russell Crowe and Paul Bettany and how great they are in their dynamic. This is the stupidest idea. Why even bother? It's not... Everyone wanted sequels to this for the past 20 years and they didn't do it because they're too stupid and they needed to spend all their money on Fast and the Furious garbage movies. And now they're they're gonna, they're gonna make one and they're gonna cast some 20 year old or something. I don't care, that's stupid. Make another one with Russell Crowe and Paul Bettany or don't do anything. Why? Why? Yeah, I don't understand this either. I mean, I haven't seen Master and Commander. We are going to watch it when I come up there, though. Yes. Uh, but I've never seen it. But yeah, it, it seems very strange that... They, I don't think you're going to find that same dynamic in some like real young actors. Do you? No, no. It's It was perfect. It was a perfect movie. It's one of the only perfect movies that's entirely perfect. And then this just seems out of touch in a way that only hollywood can be boo yeah so that made me i was a a roller coaster of emotions reading that article Uh, i was very angry and so was the person who wrote the slash film article (laughs) he was of the same mind as me (laughs) it's like a mirage like you're really excited when you see it but when you run up to it it's nothing yeah we were we were all not impressed a mirage All right, well, that does it for all the new news, and that brings us to the new, new. New, new, new. New, new. Trailers, folks. We have a perfect Adele Dezine. That's right. Had to have a on-the-numbered Adele Dezine this week after that last week's Adele Adele Quartine. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't look at the stats of listening people from, I mean, granted, we never really, I never really look at the stats. I don't know how many people listened to it or finished it or what. 
We generally get the same amount of people. We we get 65 right away and then like 50-ish people trickle in over over time. Not enough for a mattress ad. Nope. Not enough to build it beautiful. No. All right, so the, the first uh, trailer that we have here is Werewolves Within, which is based on a Ubisoft game, which I think maybe we've talked about before, but I totally forgot. Yeah, it's it's based on a Ubisoft game, which I think is based on a tabletop game or a card game, where which is like that mafia game. It's like a hidden identity game, uh, Werewolf. So it's just it's a feature film adaptation of the video game where werewolves are attacking a town, and it's going to be like who's the werewolf? So, but this has sort of a comedy bent to it. It has Sam Richardson as the main character. People will know him from Veep. Uh, Milana Weintraub is in it. Uh, looking at the cast list here. Oh, uh, Guillermo from What We Do in the Shadows. That's as we were talking about before. So there's that callback there. And a couple other people. And it looks like from the trailer, like it's going to be kind of funny and not take itself very seriously, which is extremely necessary in a werewolf oh, movie yeah. like this. Oh, 100%. It's absolutely the right direction. And uh, I would say this, um, you know, maybe has almost like an Evil Dead type of energy to it. It's got like the suspense horror stuff, but also the comedy, uh, a little bit dark. And I I think you're right that it, it, it has some potential to, to be pretty decent. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be sort of like weird and funny enough to be decent. Also, uh, if you've heard my, if you can hear my air conditioner in the background, that's too bad. I'm not turning it off. It's too hot in here. It's hot. It's hot in my room too, and I turned off the fan. Yeah, uh, but uh, you're not getting that on the podcast. Oh, speaking of, uh, do, you know, podcast. Would any write into us? Let us know if you would be interested in us doing a live feed while we record to YouTube, like a live broadcast on YouTube. Would it? Would you watch that? Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Because we would maybe like to do some video stuff sometimes, though it would not be a dedicated video podcast because I don't like those. <laughs> and there would probably be like no editing to it either. It would just be like straight, here you go. Yeah, this is like the uncut us talking about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so next trailer that we have here is Kotla. This is an official trailer for Kotla. And this, man, this still looks dope dude yeah we also got a release date for this on netflix of june 17th so we were talking about how it might just sneak onto netflix but i'm telling you guys right now june 17th uh there appears to be some sort of doppelganger aspect to it that wasn't apparent from the teaser trailer that looks pretty cool there's these people that are are in this town with this volcano and somebody comes back who's been missing for like a year and then there's like more than one of some people so it's really weird and it's kind of mystical and and whatnot yeah you got people coming out of the volcano and they are covered in this like ash cake and i really like how they've done it like when the girl is like in the hospital bed but she's still got a lot of that ash cake on her face and it's like in chunks and stuff uh-huh. i'm like it's just it's really good yeah and it's like they're not even sure it's a person coming at first and there's some sort of folklore about the volcano taking people or something and it just looks yeah. cool and i want to watch it yeah me too i think there i think there is this sort of element of folklore to it which is really cool because i don't i don't i'm not too familiar with like scandinavian folklore or Icelandic folklore, whatever this is specifically, but it's very cool. Yeah, so I think I'm going to watch this when it comes out. It's not coming out too, too, it's not too long, you know, it's only a couple weeks here for Kotla. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check this out, so we're excited about this. Uh, Next up, we have a, I don't know how many trailers they're going to do for this, but Jungle Cruise, we got another trailer for Jungle Cruise. Yeah, this is, I think, the second one. Uh, I think we had a teaser before. This stars The Rock and Emily Blunt. It's based on Disneyland's theme park ride where a small riverboat takes a group of travelers through a jungle filled with dangerous animals and reptiles, but with a supernatural element. They're, yeah, they're, they're trying to get to this tree that, like, heals all the wounds. It's like Medicine Man, you know? Remember Medicine Man? Yes. <laughs> yeah. With, with Sean Connery? Yep, that was a good um, one. It was. So this, um... I gotta say, the CGI in this looks like it came from 10 years ago. When Disney made a ride 
into a movie with Pirates of the Caribbean. Everyone was like, this is a terrible idea. And then it was great. And yep. also, the CGI from Pirates of the Caribbean is incredible. Davy Jones is still one of the best-looking like uses of VFX ever. He's really, really impressive. This, yeah, this doesn't look... This looks more like... Uh, oh, I don't know. What's a more recent like Disney thing that... Like the Disney live-action movies. Some of the ones that aren't that great for CGI, you know? Yeah, it, it kind of looks like that Dr. Doolittle movie that I hated on. Yeah, Dr. Doolittle was profane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of movies from 10 years ago that had this level of CGI. I don't uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I can't. Juma- Jumanji? Well, that's more than 10 years ago. That's 1994. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so maybe this is that low. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't look good. It looks like it's all just too rubbery and smooth looking. I don't, it just doesn't look good. Yeah, I mean, I'll watch this when it's on Disney Plus. I'm not going to go to the theater for this. No, uh, our you know my girl Emily Emily Blunt's in it, so I don't know. Maybe it can't be too bad. Yeah, I like Emily Blunt, but like I don't want to pay and go to the theater and do all that work. Oh, I'm definitely not paying for this for sure. It's probably fun though. It's it's probably fun for watching in my house on my TV. Yeah, it might be good to watch with the kids. This is we'll this is a thing that's perfect for having Disney Plus for. It is honestly though. This just makes me want to go watch Curse of the Black Pearl. Right. Yeah. That's that's the vibe that I got. Also, is like, well, I could watch this and watch Keira Knightley in that pirate getup. Watch that all yep. day. All day. Uh, all right, so then the next trailer we have here is the second trailer for the is it a movie? Yeah, movie called Old. This is that M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah, when I watch this, I'm gonna read the plot synopsis uh, because this one's a little weird. So, the summer visionary filmmaker M Night Shyamalan unveils a chilling, mysterious new thriller about a family on a tropical holiday who discovers that the secluded beach where they are relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly reducing their entire lives into a single day uh it's based on a graphic novel so he didn't come up with this one whole cloth you keep using the word i don't think it means what you think it means which is probably for the best but every time i see a a Shyamalan movie i just think they always look like a movie that jenna would be in on 30 rock and that everyone else would be pretending that they saw whenever she's around (laughs) But they really wouldn't... They'd be like, when did that come out? Like, is that a real thing? Like, the rural juror. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, I like that you read the description of this movie because I noticed one thing it didn't say. The description didn't say from... Uh, what what did it, how did it, what did it say about Shyamalan? Like it didn't say like fabled director. What did it say? Visionary. They always call him yeah. visionary director. Yeah. So, but it didn't say the visionary director M Night Shyamalan who brought you the happening. Right. Yeah. The the director of the <laughs> happening and Lady in the Water and the Village. <laughs> um. Yeah. So they. Do, what do you think? Do you think uh, this has a chance to be good? Can is, is he redeeming himself in any way? No, in these days? I think he's terrible. I don't like any of his movies really. I, I like some of the stylistic choices he makes, and I like him as a like an art director. Maybe don't think I I like any of his movies. Uh, Sixth Sense is fine. Yeah, that's that was a classic. Whatever. Uh, the Village. No, I don't like it. I don't like The Happening. Is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Lady in the Water was so boring. I almost died in the theater. Uh, I don't like Unbreakable. I don't like any of the sequels to unbreakable i just don't like them and i don't like this yeah i don't know the only the only way i would watch this if there was like nothing else on maybe i don't know if i would even do that i just i've i do i never seen nick do that i do think he should have a job in hollywood but it should be something with either design or camera work because he's really good at that like all his movies are gorgeous just they're stupid <laughs> and the pacing is bad <laughs> so nick does not like him not Shyamalan. no i'm not a fan of his i'm a fan of of his style and not his uh writing well if i watch this i'll let you know how it is all right i i don't think you will Pro- probably not all right next trailer we have here is <laughs> I, this is offensive this is offensive i'm offended this is you know this is the the offense of the week here uh, it is something, I don't care what it is, it's something 
that was made by humans, and it's called Witch Hunt. Uh, this is straight garbage, straight to DVD. This is the booger of the week. It's the booger. Uh, The plot synopsis here is, In modern America where witches are real and witchcraft is illegal, a sheltered teenager must face her own demons and prejudices as she helps two young witches avoid law enforcement and cross the southern border to asylum in Mexico. So, the the most egregious crime here is, is that Elizabeth Mitchell's in this movie, and she doesn't, she shouldn't be in this. She was uh, from Lost, right? Yeah, she's she's Juliet on on Lost. So I I I was very much in love with Juliet on Lost, and I don't like to see her in this bad thing. I don't I don't know. It just this is bad. It's just like a I don't know. Like there. It is a. Tr- <laughs> it's like a tro. It's like a tropey. Every trope dealing with witches is in this, uh, and it just happens to be in in modern day. And it's like it shows burning at the stake. It, uh, it's just, it's just. It, but like the trailer is even cut so terribly. Like you have no idea what's the, what it's about. Now that you say the synopsis, okay, I understand it a little bit better. You do not get that from the trailer. They reveal really nothing. There's no exposition. No. It's it's terrible. It's just terrible. And it's uh, there's nothing new here. Some uh, ham-fisted social commentary that that kind of oh, doesn't yeah. really apply. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah, this is avoid this booger at all costs. Don't even watch the trailer. It's not even fun. Bad. Oh no, it's not, yeah, exactly. Don't even yeah. Skip the trailer, man. We did it for you. We we absorbed this this. Um, we wiped this we, booger on our shoe, so you didn't have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were the booger sponge this week, and we just <laughs> so, soaked it up. All right, so enough of that. The uh, The next trailer we have here is called The Deep House. This is a Red Band trailer. Yeah, this is a French movie. Yeah. It's a young and modern couple who go to France to explore an underwater house and share their findings on social media undergoes a serious change of plans when the couple enter the interior of a strange house located at the bottom of the sea and their presence awakens a spirit, a spirit dark that haunts the house. That's what it says. That's how they say that. Uh... This is partly in English, partly in French. Like, the the main characters were speaking English, so I think it's just a bilingual movie. Uh, it doesn't give a lot. It, it's kind of a cool idea, uh, Underwater Haunted House. Like, that's kind of cool. I've never seen that before. I watch a lot of Haunted House movies, and that's a new one for me. Yeah. I actually thought the premise was cool because if... Th- like, I would want to watch that on YouTube. Like, they're talking about loading it up on YouTube and the first million hits, they're going to go to Vegas or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought, yeah, I'd, I'd watch that on YouTube. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it is a cool It's a cool idea. It's a cool to have, like, a haunted house be underwater. Yeah. There wasn't a lot going... Like, it's a very teasery. So... Oh, yeah. They don't yeah. give you a, really an idea of what the antagonistic force is, whether it's a ghost yeah. or a monster or some sort of thing like that so but i I, if it's a ghost i think this could be pretty cool like if it's an underwater ghost yes uh that i think i totally agree and uh i would say that the the sort of the approach on this trailer is very jurassic parky like you know how they don't reveal the dinosaurs yes it's like that and i actually appreciated that they didn't show whatever the force was like didn't even show like a, a passing you know like glance at what maybe what it was I appreciate that. That's it's it was kind of refreshing in that sense. Yeah, it was nice to not have everything told to me immediately. I, this comes out June thirtieth in France, so I have no. I imagine it'll make its way to Netflix. That tends to be where foreign things come first here. So I might keep my eyes open for this. This might be a good Halloween movie. Oh yeah, yeah, that that could be cool. And this looks like something that I wouldn't mind watching. It doesn't look like a gory you know gore fest or torture or anything like that ghost movies tend to not be those yeah so we'll we'll keep an eye uh, we'll, we'll keep an ear to the ground and um uh so the next trailer we have here is roadrunner yeah so this is a documentary about anthony bourdain who is great and who unfortunately is no longer with us and had uh taken his own life which is very sad because he was great and this is just a documentary, basically following around how great he was from people who miss him. Yeah, this is this will be interesting. Aaron and I, we used to love watching No Reservations, and I used to look at Anthony Bourdain, and I said that here here's a guy who's truly living the dream. Like his job is literally to 
go to different places around the world, see the sights, eat the food, meet cool people, and then just make a show about it and get paid for it. Not paid to do it, but get paid for it. Yep. I was like, that's that's living the dream. So sort of, I, I, it, it doesn't compute to me that he took his own life. I'm like, this guy had it made. So I'm, I'm sort of interested to see his perspective or like what his, you know, maybe the way his mind worked. Yeah. Uh, it's You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes that stuff's chemical too, and it's like, what do you do? Sure. What do you do about that? But uh, uh, I, I really like him. I also I learned a thing today too that that Doctor Strange, the way they write Doctor Strange, is based on Anthony Bourdain. And having read that, I can totally see it. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't either. But like, just it's one of those things where you hear it, and it's like, okay, yeah, I see it. Like just the way he is and the way he talks, even. I always sort of thought that Anthony Bourdain looked like a combination of uh, Jeff Goldblum and Ron Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. He's the Gogeta can... fusion of those two guys. Oh, hey. Uh, uh, hey. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. So, uh, <laughs> there is a quote. Anthony Bourdain doesn't say this quote, but this this quote resonated with me in this trailer. This guy says, "Nothing feels better than going home, and nothing feels better than leaving home." I, did did that strike you as like sort of profound? Oh yeah, that's one of the truest things of all time. Because like, even just having been cooped up in the house uh, for the last year, like when we went to Indianapolis the other day, it felt great to leave, but it also felt good to go back into my own bed when I got home. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I, I I'm gonna I think I'm gonna watch this. Are you gonna watch this? I'm gonna, yeah, I would I would watch this if it if it came across. I don't remember what it was on, but if it comes across yeah. one of my streaming services. Yeah. So we, we may check this out if it's easy. If the if the barrier to entry is low. Yeah, put it in front of me. I'll watch it. Yep. Uh, all right. So then we have a trailer for The White Lotus. This is a red band trailer. Yeah, this is a uh, a series on HBO. So set in a tropical resort, it follows the exploits of various guests and employees over the span of a week. Uh, this looks really, really bad. I wanted it to be good because it has Alexandra Daddario in it, and I like her. It's got a stacked cast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge is in there from the uh, Chris Guest movies. The guy from Saving Silverman. Yep. Jolene Purdy. I think she was in WandaVision. Who's the, who's the girl with the real pretty eyes in this? Alexandra Daddario. Okay, that's yeah. who it is. Okay, Molly Shannon's in it. She's great. Oh yes, oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, this show, like I, I, I walked away from this going, is this show literally about the worst kind of people? Like, it's like a show about the Sapperstein's. Yeah, except I would be way more into that. Oh yeah, like, but not like in a bad way. This is like, like a drama Sap- about the Sapperstein's. <laughs> yes, yeah, an unfunny drama about the Sapperstein's. So, yeah. I... I don't know that I can watch... After watching Mosquito Coast, where I don't like anybody, I, I definitely can't watch The White Lotus, this this new, this thing. This trailer was so bad that it's supposed to be like a comedy that I'm wondering if it's one of those things where the actual product is is not this, and they're not sh- they're showing all the bad parts in the trailer. Hmm. But I don't I don't care enough to find out. It's it's not uh, it's not funny haha. It's funny smirk. I don't know what. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, this we're not into this. It's for other people, yeah. I guess. Uh, so moving on, the next trailer we have here is called America: The Motion Picture. This is a very red band trailer, and you, neither of us knew what to make about this. No, this is a, an animated thing. It says from the uh, creators of Archer, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, The Expendables, and Magic Mike. I don't know who the the link is in there, <laughs> right? Uh, because it was directed by Matt Thompson, who I'm not familiar with. It was written by David Callaham. So maybe those are people who did Archer, but not... When I see Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, to me that means you're talking Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Right. And uh, I don't know. The Expendables is not a good way to advertise to me. That's a horrible movie. Magic Mike I've never seen. So yeah, this has Channing Tatum. The cast is great. The voice cast is really good. We've got Channing Tatum, Simon Pegg, Judy Greer, Bobby Moynihan, Olivia Munn, Amber Nash, uh, L- Lucky Yeh. I'm seeing a lot of people from Archer in this cast list, actually. So there's probably more with Archer people. Uh, but Will Forte, Andy Samberg, Jason Manzukis, is Killer Mike. Yeah, Lucky Yates. Okay. 
So yeah, a lot of good people in the cast. But it looks, it kind of, I don't know, it, just, it doesn't look like it's my sense of humor, but it also looks like it might have some Venture Brothers vibes, which I do like. Yeah, this is not this is not my style of humor for sure. And to me, I, I said, it looked like somebody watched Hamilton. It was like, this isn't zany or edgy enough. I mean, it's a little bit edgy and out there, but it's not enough. We need to take it to the nth degree. And that's what, and then they made this. Yeah, this looks like uh, if in 3,000 years, if all history was lost and there was only a little left, what what they would make as like a historical account of the past or something, you know? I don't, but that might be the intent. It's just this isn't us. This is not our our, no. our thing here. I, I definitely think there are some people who are, gonna, who are probably looking forward to this. Yeah, so it'll be for, it'll yeah. be good for other people, just not for me. Yeah. All right. So then the tenth trailer that we have is the full trailer for Gaia. And man, oh man, this is looking so good. I'll remind people we talked about this extensively in a previous episode with the first trailer. But the storyline is, on a surveillance mission in a primordial forest, a park ranger encounters two survivalists following a post-apocalyptic lifestyle. The boy and his philosophical father seem to have their own religion and a mysterious relationship to nature. There are many suspicious aspects to their existence, but when the cabin is attacked by strange post-human beings one night, she learns that there is a greater threat in this emergent wilderness. And that is the storyline here. It looks really cool. It looks really creepy. The the creatures look good. Uh, it has that those annihilation vibes that we like so much here. Yeah, this it's like uh, it's like annihilation meets Last of Us. That's yeah, definitely because there's the, the creature in this that's just a clicker, you know. Yeah, it's just a clicker. Yeah, uh, I just this is not my normal speed, but it looks like it's gonna bridge that gap like Annihilation did. Yeah. And that gets me really excited because Annihilation is one of my favorite movies of all time. Annihilation is definitely a sci-fi horror movie. It is a horror movie. And this looks like a fantasy horror movie, which is also what The Green Knight looks like. So I feel like it's the same kind of vibes as those movies. Yeah. You know, I would say if this is... If all horror was sort of this speed, then I would be like, I'm a fan of horror. Uh, but it's not, so I'm I'm a very niche horror fan, I suppose. Yeah, there's there's not very many that are like that. Midsommar had some of those vibes. Uh, I think I've heard that Hereditary does. I haven't seen that. The Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe does definitely. Oh, that's, okay. That's Lovecrafty. So it's but it's the same sort of thing. That's like a Lovecraft horror movie. Um, that's a real good one, The Lighthouse. And uh, the witch for sure. Yeah. So I'll, I I can't wait for this. Do we don't do we know where this is coming or what this is coming out on? When mm-hmm. I don't know anything. Uh, about no, it. I couldn't. I couldn't find a reliable. We'll have to keep an eye on that one some more. Uh, all right. So then we have a trailer for Reminiscence with Rebecca Ferguson and Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Uh, the plot of this is a scientist discovers a way to relive your past and uses the technology to search for his long-lost love, and that is Rebecca Ferguson, and the scientist being Hugh Jackman. I was being a Kiwi, not Hugh Jackman. <laughs> uh, this looks really cool. It has Rebecca Ferguson, Thandie Newton, Hugh Jackman, uh, some other people that I don't know, but it looks it look it has sort of Inception vibes. And it said from one of the creators of Westworld, which is Jonathan Nolan. So it's in that family. So it'll probably be sort of reminiscent of Inception. Although, to me, the cast is better. And uh, I don't like Chris Nolan as a director so much. So I'm kind of more interested in this than I was in Inception. This, uh, I felt like it had more Westworldian feels to it than maybe inception but i definitely it definitely has those inception vibes yeah it 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 has more of a westworld feel to it uh inception wise i only meant that it's taking place in a sort of uh non-material sphere you know because they're in memories instead of dreams but it definitely does it kind of has uh speaking of hugh jackman the fountain or like the vibes of of something like that like you said yeah 
Uh, Rebecca Ferguson, one of one of my crushes personally. She looks great in this. She's also a great actress. She's one of those people where, when I first saw her, it's just like, who is this? And you have to like try and find other movies that she's in. You know, I think <laughs> yeah. the first time I noticed that was in Mission Impossible, the one she was in, Rogue Nation. I yes. was just like, who is this? I need to know. And now she's going to be in Dune, and she's just the best. Yeah. And she's, she's like my age. Um, I think she's like 37 years old. Mm-hmm. That, uh, But, I, you know, this this reminiscence, I actually like this premise because they, they mentioned that with, you know, people, because this is in the future when, like, the ocean level has risen. Yep. And they said, and there's, like, wars and stuff, and they said that people don't have much to look forward to or they have nothing to look forward to, so they are looking to the past. And I was like, that makes sense to me that, that they would, you know, if, especially if you could invent something that lets you relive your memories. I would like to do that. I have stuff to look forward to and I would still want to do that. Right. Yeah. Same. Uh, certain things. Definitely. I would like to go back and, and check out, uh, nos- nostalgia can be a toxic impulse. And if you get hung up on it, you know, then you turn into uncle Rico from Napoleon dynamite. Yeah. Coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We'd have been state champions, no doubt. No doubt in my mind. You better believe things would have been different. I'd have gone pro. <laughs> That's a good example. <laughs> but there's a healthy there's a healthy amount that you can that you can have. Yeah, for sure. Um so that uh oh HBO August tenth. So we got a little bit before that comes out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one though. It looks cool. Yeah, I'll ch- I'll check this one out. Uh, and then we have the the Adele Dezinth trailer that we have here. Is the, the, they said it was the second trailer for Infinite. Uh, I don't think I saw the first one. No, I don't remember the first one. So yeah, uh, this is this is sort of a very Hollywood looking thing to me. Oh, that's absolutely what this is. Yeah, uh, it's an action movie. Uh, it's almost like a as far as the premise goes, it's and the action goes, it's like Assassin's Creed meets Fast and the Furious. Yeah, the plot is a man discovers his hallucinations are actually visions from past lives. So there's your your Assassin's Creed there. I I can't stand Mark Wahlberg. I don't like him. I think he's a bad person, so I don't like to watch his movies. But the rest of this cast is pretty good. It's got Chiwetel Ejiofor and Toby Jones is in it and Jason Manzukas. I don't know how much those people are in it, but I just don't like Mark Wahlberg. But this is going on to, on to Paramount Plus, so I don't have that, and I don't intend on getting it anytime soon. Although they are li- lowering their price, I guess, for that one. Just like HBO Max added a, an ad-supported version. Hmm. Yeah, there's a the big shot in this that they you could tell they were really proud of is that it, somebody drives a motorcycle onto the wing of a flying plane. Uh-huh. It, it, I just look at I look at something like that and go like, this is supposed to be impressive and it's just I don't care. It's just a cartoon. Yeah. Yes. That's what it is. It's a cartoon. Yeah. An- <laughs> Antoine Fuqua movie. You know. Yeah. I just don't care. I don't care. I think you and me are probably more fans of practical stunts than like a big set piece type stunt. I like stunts where stuntmen are involved, <laughs> not fully cartoons. I because I'm a I, I love stunt performers, so I want to see them doing yeah. impressive things. Yeah, I, we don't we don't care about this. I, yeah. I I'm not gonna see this. I'll, no, I'll I never don't see this. I don't I don't seek out Mark Wahlberg movies. <laughs> uh, sorry, Mark. Sorry, Marky Mark. It's his birthday tomorrow too. We have the same birthday as a, a punishment to me from from the gods. His birthday. Yeah, uh, well, it is what it I is. I, it is what it is. I don't think there's any meaning there, you know. Well, you better find some. <laughs> we can't go on until you find the meaning. Uh, our, well, folks, you know what? We're gonna blaze on. We're, I don't. You know, we're just, we're gonna do it. We're gonna blaze on <laughs> to the trailer mailers. It's my, it's my birthday. You've got mail. Oh boy. Uh, this has been ruminating for two weeks, and we only have three answers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, must not have been that good of a question. But to remind you what the question was, it's what future thing or things that you reasonably that you reasonably think will happen or come into existence? Are you sad that you won't get to see or use or do? Maybe people didn't want to face their own mortality. Is that what it is? Maybe getting 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 you there. A little too close, and the realization that you won't get to do this cool stuff. 
Or maybe there's only 60 people that listen to us regularly and they're busy. <laughs> they, they, that's, it's become like work to try to write in every week. Yep. Uh, but, but work is what Kevin does, isn't he? Yeah, he is a workhorse. And he says he'd really love to see how the future of robotics and drones pans out. From the advancement of self-driving cars to how far drones develop with everyday life on Earth to the advancement of rovers and such on other planets and in space. It'd be really neat to see how great they would make life with enough R&D way down the road. Unless it all winds up creating some AI-driven apocalypse scenario where the machines take over in humanities enslaved or eradicated. You know, only every movie ever made has predicted that, so I don't think that's <laughs> that's going to happen. Is Kevin afraid of Terminators? No, I don't think so. Kevin was really excited about the dancing robots from Boston Dynamics. He wasn't one of the people posting memes about Terminators, so. <laughs> oh, Kevin. Um, all right, so then Robo said, I really want to FTL travel. That's faster than light. Uh, he wants that to be a thing sooner, uh, but his hopes are not high. I don't think it's possible, personally. Uh, also, Robo says, I'm glad y'all used this picture for the post. And that's right. On, on the post on Instagram, I used the picture of Conan and Andy Richter with the year 2000 things around their neck. Yeah, it's exactly where his mind went when you said in the year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I set that one up pretty well. Uh, Jay said, true level 5 autonomous cars. So level yes. 5 autonomy is, is like beyond the steering wheel. Like It doesn't have a steering wheel. Think in, in the movie Logan the freighter things that are flying around when they're trying to get the horses off the road so you know it's just completely doesn't need a human involved at all level five autonomous cars yeah detroit uh become human the cars in that game are like that Where, when do you think that will be a thing uh i still think we're probably 10 to 15 years away hmm. i think maybe for tr- true level five where it doesn't need anything I think 20, 30. So, Jay, you might still see that. Wow. 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 It's a long time. Uh, and if you want to take a long time, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Though I don't know what about this week because we're spending the, the bulk of the episode on actual episode stuff and being less interactive this week. Uh, but if you want to interact, you can follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast. Or if you want new uh, updates about when new episodes drop, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. And if you're feeling extremely generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which if you do that, Quick Mickey's going to drop in and tell you when and where that occurs, what happens. And I'm this Quick Mickey, and I'm dropping in and doing the superhero pose where I land on one knee, and I only got one good knee. That's the one I'm landing on, baby. Okay, so did you write in to that Apple podcast and you leave us a five-star writing? Then what we're going to do is we're going to start another podcast. But it is not a continuation of this one. It's just set in the same universe. It's going to be an anthology podcast about, you know, something similar to trailers. Um, But it is not a continuation of this particular podcast. Do you understand that? You understand how that works? Because that is what we're going to do. And yes, it might make old Nick and old Ben a little bit mad. But they're not getting any mattress money, buddy. So they got nothing to be mad about. Unless we hit it big. Uh, So I would just say, know your place. And that's a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent Reticulated and entrapping as always uh for the trailer blazers my name is nick kelly and i actually insist on playing the young russell crowe and the master and commander prequel happy trailers and i'm ben moon a true level five autonomous human happy trailers Welcome back, folks, to the vid yo games. One quarter portion of the show. We have a piece of news and several trailers for you. And we've also been playing games. It's my birthday. What we've been playing. 
And we have been playing games. Uh, I started playing Jedi Fallen Order. How far did you get? Not very far at all. Uh, it has not hooked me yet. Um, I, I basically th- think about spending all my spare time playing Forza 7 and Assetto Corsa on my simulator because it's addictive and that's I all imagine. I want to do. <laughs> I, I, I promise Jedi Fallen Order is good. I believe it. Yeah, I just need to I just need to get into it. Um there I got to like a mini boss uh, in this cave and I was definitely not ready to fight it or or not skilled enough and then I remember Nick saying like it's hard. You got to turn the turn the heat down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a hard game. If you turn it up all the way it's like it's like a souls game. <laughs> no. Not into it. <laughs> uh, so I do I do want to continue playing it though. And you're still enjoying your uh racing guys this racing setup it's a like it's addictive like it was expensive and i don't regret it for one second it is i can't tell you how fun it is it's so fun i i did some racing this this weekend as well since i was over at uh jay and wendy's jay has psvr so i plugged into the psvr and i actually have a video of this that he took that i think i'll put on the instagram so you guys can watch me do this uh, I was playing uh, GT Sport, Gran Turismo Sport, and playing it in VR. Now, he he was videoing right away, so I was driving all over the place and I, not controlling it very well. I eventually sort of got the hang of it, and then I did a rally, a rally race and was very bad at that. But uh, I think that's what he was recording was the rally race. So, But that was very fun. I didn't get sick. I can see how you would... There was a couple times where I, I got, like, the whoa uh, from turning too fast. And then I, we played some old games. We played Virtua Fighter, which is a fighting game that is, you know, like a Mortal Kombat-y Street Fighter old game. Old school. Old school game that I I lost a lot at. And then we, we fired up Vigilante 8 because yes, <laughs> we were talking about it and Jay had it. And Did you play it on an N64? Well, no, we we had it on PlayStation, so okay. it was hooked up on there. And Jay remembered it having better graphics than it ended up having when we fired it up. And it's it was real bad. It was pretty bad. Uh, you know, just like a Twisted Metal game. I imagine Twisted Metal would pretty much be the same if you fired that up now. Yeah. So we played that a little, and then I I played Astrobot Rescue Mission in VR, and that was probably the best VR game for PlayStation I've played. Uh, so far it was really cool and I, I did a whole map in that game so it's like you're helping these little robots and you just have to guide this robot through this map but you're just like looming over him it's cool it's a cool game it definitely makes me want a psvr but i'm waiting for the psvr 2 to come out yeah to go along with your ps5 very hard to get ps5 that's right i got it i got in there early I still have friends that are trying to buy one and have failed multiple times. I try and buy them for other people sometimes, and I've, 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 I got my well, Jess got ours that we have, and I got one for my cousin on Walmart, and ours is from GameStop. You got the touch, Nick. You got the touch. Yeah, so I've done it twice, and I haven't been able to re-enact those victories. Uh, I hope one day you will resume your former glory. <laughs> Well, hopefully it gets easier to buy them. Yeah, for sure. All right, all right, so let's talk about this piece of news that we have here. The uh, the the Switch Pro was apparently revealed on a French website. Yeah, and it was deleted pretty pretty swiftly after that. But they they revealed some specs for it, and they revealed what it looks like, and also the price, which was three hundred ninety nine euro, which I don't know what that is in american smart speaker name what is 399 euro in u.s dollars 399 euros is about 485 u.s dollars and 43 cents that's pretty expensive i don't know i don't know about that but uh yeah so that's pretty expensive if that's the case but it's a lot stronger and it's got a bigger hard drive and i know jess wants one of these so hopefully we don't have to spend 500 dollars on it what's i don't know the difference between a a regular switch in this i think the battery is much more powerful the processor's faster you know it's just it's got better specs just a better version of it okay but you're still going to be playing just the regular switch games yeah it's the same console it's just like a it's like a xbox one x versus an xbox one or whatever okay 
Okay. Uh, I'll just keep my regular Switch. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, I'm sure we'll end up with one at some point. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, all right, so then for the new, new video game trailers, we got three trailers here. Uh, the first one is something we don't even know what kind of game this is, but it's called Infinite LaGrange. Yeah, so I don't know what it is. I kind of like the world building. It's just a, it's a, one of those things where it's a mishmash of all their sci-fi things. Yep. Uh, they say Stargate a lot in this, and so I, I was like, is Stargate not copyrighted? I would have thought that this was copyrighted. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's it is sort of derivative. Where they they pull uh, things from other uh, IPs. So like they have a warp drive system, and guess what powers it? An exotic element, just like spice melange or element zero. If you're a Mass Effect fan, and then they really pull from Mass Effect. They have what they call Lagrange nodes, where it's just basically like hubs where you can warp to. And they're just basically mass relays. Yeah, mass relays are just farcasters from Hyperion. What are farcasters from Hyperion? Exactly the same thing, but just in the book Hyperion instead of the game Mass Effect. Well, I was going to say that the book Hyperion probably pulls from something else. Yeah, that's how stuff works, but a lot of stuff from Mass Effect is from Hyperion. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, I read, I I played Mass Effect and then I, I read the four Hyperion books and I was like, oh, this is... A large portion of this is from this. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, which is fine. It's Mass Effect is another one of those things where it's a combination of all other sci-fi, like Battlestar Galactica's in there and Babylon Five, and just it's just a mishmash, you know, which is fine. Yeah. What if you had to sw- take a guess, take a swing at this? Uh, what kind of game do you think this is? <sighs> I feel like it's some sort of like a space. What what is the kind of game that Stardew Valley is? A uh, farming simulator. Some sort of thing like a simulator, like a civilization game, maybe. Maybe it doesn't look like it's an action game or like a shooter or or something like that because they didn't show any hint of that. It was more about the world building, which makes me think that's what the focus of the game is. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. Even the most cursory of Google searches reveals it to be a space strategy mobile game. It might be some sort of top down. Yeah, like civilization, yeah, something like that. that's my guess anyway. We shall see. Infinite Lagrange, we shall see. Uh, Then we have a trailer for Wanderer. Yeah, this is a PSVR game. It looks pretty cool. I don't really know too much about the game itself because this is just sort of a little teasery trailer about the game. But it looks like it has the, the hand controls down pat and you can use all kinds of different weapons and interact with the world and walk through it is wander through it you know it's wanderer yeah really makes me want to get a psvr after using jays it was it was a good it's a good system and the psvr 2 is going to be more powerful than the uh oculus currently i think so but it won't be out for over probably over a year but we'll see okay yeah i thought this game just looked better than any of the PSVR games that I'd seen previously. And I was like, is this is this what it looks like? Well, I was really impressed when I was playing uh, the uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission. Because yeah. the, the, the only thing I had done previously in the PlayStation VR is I had done the VR Skyrim at my cousin's house. And I was like, it looks pixely. It doesn't look great. And then I went to Jay's and I was doing that. And I was like, no, oh, this looks good. Like This looks like close to the other ones that i've used and that wasn't quite the index which was the most ridiculous that i've been in so far but it was close closer than i thought it was going to be hmm so this pe- i didn't know that you had tried an index oh yeah that's that's what my cousins have the index oh he had okay. a vive sold the vive off to kevin and bought an index so i've done that's what i played rogue squadron in was the index Ah, okay. And Vader Immortal, which is terrifying. Oh, I love Vader Immortal. Mm -hmm. So good. Uh, All right, so then the last trailer that we have here is for, uh, it's a very long trailer, it's like 20 minutes almost, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, This is their state of play reveal. Yeah, so this is probably the most excited for a future game that I can, this is the only one that I can think of that I'm looking forward to, actually. I can't think of another game coming out that I'm, looking forward to but i love horizon zero dawn uh horizon forbidden west looks to just be horizon zero dawn but 
expanded upon, you know? And I would say a pretty big graphical leap. I This looks really good graphically. Yeah, this is one of the first times ever where a company has said that the cutscenes and the gameplay graphics are the same, and, and it appears to be the case. Uh, there's some new creatures that look awesome, some new weapons, some new ways of fighting. You're going to be in all new environments because you're moving out west. The graphics are great. The world of this game is great. Um, when I was playing Horizon Zero Dawn, early listeners to the podcast may remember, I had some issues with how many creatures there were on the map. But Jess pointed out that you can just ignore most of them and they leave you alone. So once I've... once once I was able to actually commit to doing that, I had a lot better time with the game. I, I do want them to overhaul the in, like the inventory system because that was probably my least favorite part of the game. But I really like Horizon, so cool, cool. This will be this will be fun. Uh, it looks like it looks like it'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool. Uh, all right, cool. Well, you got anything else? Well, you put this note about Aloy looking the same. What is that? What is that? Some there, I saw just a like passing glance online that people were saying, or they were upset that at the Aloy looks um, maybe more feminine than she did in the first game. Um, but I was, I don't know, like the graphics are better. She looks better graphically, and there's going to be probably some differences there, some subtle changes. But like, t- she looks the same. Like her face is the same. Like, what's the fuss? Yeah, she looks exactly. I didn't, I didn't notice that. Well, I, I never heard that before, but she looks exactly the same, just with better graphics. So. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea what the fuck. Like the, the internet, like get God, gamers, dude. They'll find anything to complain about, like anything. Yeah, they are the worst. Ah, the worst. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, this looks fun. We'll play it. Yeah. All right, so that's all we got for this week. So I am Ben Moon, and I'm an exotic element. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Nick Kelly, and I'm fighting ousters and escaping from them by jumping into a Farcaster. Happy Trailsers. <laughs> So I don't, uh, I wasn't going to say anything, Nick, but you said it. Uh, I don't like. Our Megadon.